Hey everybody, I'm back again. It's Rebecca from Fitness Fanatic Mom. I'm here in my studio with Dominique, who is in her studio. Welcome. We're so excited to have you join us. Dominique, introduce yourself. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and a little bit about me. So my name is Dominique. I am the owner of Body Mind Fitness, where I'm a personal trainer and a registered yoga teacher. And I help busy moms build and reclaim their strength and confidence, ease their back pain and ditch the pad for leak-free movement in and out of the gym. And it all starts with the core and pelvic floor. So I offer one-to-one sessions and all small group classes as well. So um, even pre-COVID, it was all small group, very personalized attention. Um, So you feel good coming out of every single class because the classes are really built for the people who are registered for those particular classes. So everything is about personalization here. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And, um, I've known you for quite a while now and you're definitely one person that, um, I definitely look up to when it comes to the fitness and yoga. I love your reels and all of your Instagram content. You are just hilarious guys. If you've never met Dominique, you need to go check her out because she's amazing. So, (laughs) so tell me about specifically what services do you offer in in in-house there? So first of all, especially since COVID started, everything is offered both in person and online. So whether it's personal training, private yoga sessions, small group yoga classes. Um, So, and then on top of that, sometimes it's a hybrid situation too, especially with my personal training clients. Um, When we can be in studio, we're here in studio and we can't be, it all shifts online. And same thing with the classes. I have some people that set up space here, but I also record every single class so people can join online if that either feels like a better option so they don't have to leave the house, COVID or not. Sometimes it's easier to just find your spot in the house have everything set up there and just be ready to go. And then as soon as you're done, you're home anyway. So it completely gets rid of the travel types. For sure. (laughs) A bonus as well. Um, So yeah, as I mentioned, everything here at the studio um, is based on personalization. And even before I started specializing in core and pelvic health, um, the reason I offered or opened my studio, I should say, is because I wanted to give more to students And to be honest with you, one-to-one coaching, one-to-one yoga is not always financially accessible to everyone. So I wanted to create this environment where, you know, the students who come to the yoga classes get the same um, waiver and information sheet as my personal training clients do. So that way I can get a full picture of what's going on with them, what are their goals, what are their needs. And then I sit down, so I shut down registration the weekend before we even start. So I have the time to say, okay, Sally is in this class and I know she can't be on her wrist too long. So we're going to make sure that we mix up the wrist stuff. Okay. So-and-so can't get up and down off the floor easily. So we're going to make sure that a, there's a chair nearby and B once we get off the floor, we do everything from standing and then we make our way back down to the floor to finish it off and do the meditation. So just different things like that, just to make sure that everyone feels really, really comfortable, really confident. And they feel like this was created for them because in essence it was. The only difference is you're sharing that time with other people. So it is a lot of work, but I absolutely love it. It has been such a blessing. Um, The comments I get from students are just fantastic. And then, of course, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into your personal stuff, then I have a variety of packages available, again, online or in person for personal training. And I'm currently working on something to make personal training even more accessible as well. 
amazing. financially accessible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So tell me how you got here. How, what's your background? How did you get here to where you are now? Um, to be honest with you, my career is like the, the joke of my family right now because the last gym class I ever took was in high school and I got 51%. <laughs> Who almost fails gym class? <laughs> so athleticism was never, ever my forte. And I actually went to school in New York City to become an actor. And I did that all the way up until I had my firstborn, which was just over five years ago. So it kind of correlates into that because in some of my acting classes, they would introduce yoga. And every time we did it, I was like, oh, I hate yoga. Yoga sucks. (laughs) Um, This is terrible. This is awful. But it was also presented in a very like um, military way. Like, this is how you do it. This is the order of the poses. This is how this is done. And I didn't resonate with that at all. So over the course of the next, I call it five classes in six years after I left New York, hating every single class, those five times I did it, for whatever reason, I kept going back to yoga every once in a while to be like, maybe I'll like it this time. I don't know. And it never did anything. So (laughs) then um, at some point, I decided I wanted to play a superhero in a movie. And this was before the Marvel craze. So I was like, I want to be a superhero, but... I got to get strong to play a superhero. I got to look the part. So I said, okay, I'm not going to be one of those people who buys a gym membership and never uses it. So I'm going to work out at home for one year. And if I do it consistently for one year, I'm allowed to get a gym membership. So I went out and got like some fitness magazine. It was probably like shape magazine. And I cut out a little clipping of a workout and I did that for a year. Now, let me start by saying that doing the same workout for a year, you know, this Rebecca, does not do anything for you. Like every workout dies after about six or sorry, 12 times that you do it. I was thinking six weeks, but 12 times you do it, it is done. Your body has adapted. You are not going to get anything new out of this workout, but I didn't know any better. (laughs) So I just kept going. (laughs) So then at that one year mark, um, a big box gym here in Canada opened up and it was right next to my work. So I said, perfect. I'll go in early. I'll go to the gym. I'll shower. I'll go to work. It's going to be perfect. So I got myself a gym membership. And then I landed in one of their yoga classes again. And I absolutely fell in love with it. It was like the kind of music I listened to. So it was pop music. Sometimes there was rock music in it. Um, I loved the way it moved. And I really loved the flow of it. Like kind of just like, it was almost very dance-like. Later on, I found out it was pre-choreographed, so that's why it had this nice dancey feeling. And when I left that class, day one, I said, I want to teach that class. And I was like, are you crazy? Are you nuts? Like, 51 in gym. Let's think about this for a second. (laughs) So I kept going to the class, and then I started looking into um, the classes. The classes were done by a company called Les Mills out of New Zealand. And this specific class was called body flow or body balance, depending on where you are. And it said that they usually take instructors who are either kinesiologists or have a kinesiology degree or who are personal trainers. And I was like, well, that's done. I guess I'll just keep going to class. And it was the next day, one of the instructors came up to me and she said, have you ever thought about teaching? Because you move really beautifully. And I was like, really? (laughs) Well, I did think about it, but I was told like, no, you can't. Um, And she was like, yeah, there's exceptions to every rule. And you are that exception. So I worked for that gym um, for just over five years until I went on maternity leave. 
Um, during my first pregnancy, I was introduced to prenatal yoga and I was really loving the support and that warm feeling. And I decided that's it. I want to specialize in pre and postnatal yoga. So that's where I started. Flash forward to eight months postpartum, I was standing in the kitchen and I peed my pants. I just stood there. I didn't laugh. I didn't jump. I didn't sneeze. I didn't cough. I didn't run. I was just standing there and peeing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm doomed to a life of depends at the tender age of 31. <laughs> now, during this time, I was working for another company teaching stroller boot camp classes. And I knew about pelvic floor physiotherapy. By the way, you should go see a pelvic floor physiotherapist, whether you're peeing your pants or not. And I thought, I didn't know much about it, but I thought, okay, they're just going to give you confirmation that depends is the way to go. Because that's what so many people think is that if you start peeing your pants, that's it, you're done. You're going to just keep peeing your pants. And she actually said that my pelvic floor was really boring, which was code for if you do your exercises and you come back next time, you'll probably never need to see me again. And she explained to me that incorporating the core and the pelvic floor into regular exercise keeps your pelvic floor healthy for life. And I was like, say what? (laughs) So suddenly all of this pre and postnatal training I had suddenly started to morph into pelvic health. Um, So while I still work a lot, like I have a prenatal yoga class, I have a mama and babe yoga class. I work with a lot of pregnant and postpartum women. I started marketing myself, myself as a pelvic floor expert. And this actually brought in a whole slew of women who I'd say are 40 plus. So I have kind of this half of my people are 40 plus and my other half are pregnant and current moms. So that's kind of the, the condensed version, even though it was still a really long version of um, how I got here and um, started off in the acting industry and have since taken many, many trainings. Um, I think I'm almost addicted to training um, and just trying to learn as much as possible. Because when you come from a background that has nothing to do with athleticism and having 51% in gym, you kind of feel like an imposter for quite a long time. I'm not going to lie. Imposter syndrome was huge for me. And it's only probably in the last two years or so that I realized just how much knowledge and expertise I have to share with all of these women who are dealing with embarrassing situations and then helping them to get over those embarrassing situations. And that's really what lights my heart up. For sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, you know, because our moms, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I sneeze and I pee. It's normal. But, you know, there's just so much misinformation when it comes to those things. And the fact that it's not a life sentence to have to wear depends for the rest of your life. Right. You know, these are things that can be fixed and can be helped. And this is one of the reasons that I wanted to host an event like this is just to bring more knowledge and more information out. And we do have a pelvic floor specialist coming and joining us, a pelvic floor physiotherapist. So we'll have more diving in on that. But yeah, it's so amazing. Like, it's so important to talk about these things and really, you know, get that information out there. Yeah, for sure. So we kind of already covered my next question was what's the best part of your job. But I think we've kind of already covered just, you know, talking to people and sharing and really, um, you know, getting that information out there. Plus, you you make it fun. And you make it enlightened. And you know, like, just as you said, like you peed your pants and it's just like, now you can laugh at it. I'm sure at the time it was mortifying and you're just like, oh my gosh. But you know, it happens to all of us. And I think, you know, I can answer that question for you. I think that's the best part of your job is just being able to be you and still teach everyone. Um, 
So my next question is about appointments and because we are in that time of COVID. So what exactly does an appointment look like you? What does a session look like you? How do we kind of get started and um, kind of diving into deeper, like what's the best way to contact you and kind of go through that process with me on how that would look? Perfect. So I talked a little bit about um, the small group yoga classes already. So I'll touch a little bit more on the personal training aspect. Um, which looks a little different than private yoga, but um, personal training is kind of what I love to do just a smidge more um, because I love getting heavy weights in people's hands and showing them what they're really capable of doing. So I currently, and again, this is going to be evolving a little bit in the upcoming months, but a lot of the same principles are going to be there. So somebody goes to my website, checks it out, and um, they book themselves a $0 goal and mobility assessment. So They come into the studio or we chat over Zoom and we go over everything. So, you know, just general health stuff. What kind of are you going through? We go into a whole pelvic health thing, which I always ask permission to go into pelvic health stuff because some of the questions seem very personal. And while you don't need to answer any question really that I ask, every little bit helps me get to the point more quickly. So when people come to me for pelvic floor help in terms of doing stuff in the gym, I always recommend that they go see their friendly neighborhood pelvic floor physiotherapist um, because that gets rid of a lot of the guesswork. So I can make educated guesses as to what you need based on the information you give me, but I can't diagnose you. I wouldn't say, oh, your pelvic floor is hypertonic or a little bit too tense. So this is what we're going to do. I just give the exercises and see how it goes. And then we kind of re reconnect and how did that go? Okay, sure. Um, on top of that, so once that $0 goal and mobility assessment is over, um, I have a variety of packages to choose from, but I typically like to start off with um, five sessions. So it's five sessions. We do them no more than one week apart. Um, preferably, I'd love to start with people who working twice a week or even three times a week because I also want to help you establish a pattern. And doing something once a week is good, but it might not get you where you're looking to go in terms of not just pelvic health, but your other goals that you may have, whether it's getting stronger, um, losing some inches, whatever the case may be, you need to do it more than once a week. So after that five session is done, then we start to reevaluate, okay, what is next? Some people, all they need is just for me to create a plan and them to go off and do their plan and then come back. So that is an option. So again, I mentioned earlier, a workout plan kind of dies after you do it 12 times. So usually there's some people I see once a month. There's some people I see twice a week, three times a week, but we really take a look at where exactly you are right now and what you need going forward. And we base the plan on that because I don't want you paying for things that you don't need, but I also don't want to send you home with a plan and you do it once at the beginning because you're excited, but then towards the end of the month, you're not doing it. And then when we meet again, everyone just feels awkward about it, right? (laughs) Everyone's just like, you know, the the client's like, oh, well, I didn't do it. And I'm like, I don't want to beat you up about it. Like life happens, but we need, it's really important to just meet people where they are and give them what they need again, for both their goals and their needs. And everyone needs, everyone's needs are different. One person peeing their pants might not need what the other person peeing their pants does. One person's back pain is not necessarily the other person's back pain, even though it Describing it might sound similar and it's in the same spot, but it's not always the same thing that we're looking at. 
Um, and that goes back again to why personalization was so important to me because there's different things out there that are going to be different needs. I mentioned tension in the pelvic floor. You can pee your pants if you've got tension in your pelvic floor, but most people equate it to, oh, my pelvic floor is weak. I better go do some more kegels. But the person who has tension doing kegels is going to make it worse. So it's kind of finding that, that balance and trying to figure out really having open communication, um, which I also offer in my small group yoga classes. I tell people they all get a 15-minute one-to-one check-in that we don't do over Zoom or they hang around after class and chat with me. My inbox is open for any questions they have because I want to make sure that we can constantly evolve what we're doing together to meet you where you are right now. And then three months down the road, you might not need to see me twice a week. You might not need to put so much emphasis on the pelvic health piece now because it's starting to become a little bit more natural to you. So there's all these different pieces that we need to kind of work on together. And I do call it a collaboration because without your feedback, I'm just throwing exercises at you and who knows if they're sticking or not and vice versa. Like, so it's just this really beautiful collaborative piece that I like to do. And I always ask people like, what did you like? What did you hate? And I'm always like, just telling you, just give it to me. What do you want me to not do anymore for you? (laughs) And if it's something that I feel like is pertinent, I'll try to explain why I feel like it's important. But at the end of the day, if you hate doing pushups, I'm not going to schedule pushups into your workout anymore. For sure. So what is one thing that you always get asked? That one question, everybody always has it. That one question that we always, always, always get asked. What's your always get asked question? Ooh, this is a tough one. So one of the big ones is that comes into my inbox is I've never worked out before. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to be right for me? And my answer is this is the perfect place for you. Because again, everything here is really focusing on the individual and where they're coming from. Um, and I'm a prime example of I didn't work out until I think I was in my mid 20s like zero inclination for athletics, anything athletic whatsoever. Um, So there's always room to just come in and try and give it a whirl. And then with the small group classes specifically, because this is a question that comes up a lot with the small group classes is, again, that whole, is this right for me? Well, we always start off with what I call kind of the skeleton plan. So it's the plan that I know every single person in the class can do, or at least the best of my knowledge, every single person in the class can do. And then we evolve and grow each of these, those exercises and movements as we go along to offer more challenging perspectives. But I always go back to, okay, it's okay if this is where you are today, because you also get access to these replays. (laughs) So you can always go back later and then try out that harder movement, but just really tune in. What are you feeling today? How's your energy? How's this? And allow your workouts and the exercises that you choose to be choose to be informed by where you are right now. Who cares what happened last week? Where are you right now? Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of the most common question. It's not really pelvic health related, but um, I do think it's an important piece as well, um, just because of my background is and and being able to share with people like you know I wasn't always athletic. I don't even know if I'd consider myself athletic now. <laughs> For sure. So tell me one thing that you wish your clients either did more of or knew more of. What are a couple things that, you know, kind of come to mind when I ask you that? The first thing that pops in my head is drink your water. <laughs> I feel 
feel like there's a lot of fitness professionals out there talking about drinking your water, but I'm approaching this from a slightly different place. So I'm looking at it from the sense of you're about to go somewhere. You're not sure if there's going to be a bathroom handy and you go, oh, I'm not going to drink anything because I don't want to have to go pee. Now, here's the thing about that is when you don't drink enough water, it can actually cause your incontinence to be worse because your urine becomes super concentrated, like super concentrated, and it irritates your bladder. And your bladder only has the ability to send one or two of two messages. I don't have to pee. I have to pee. So even though your bladder may not be full, it's becoming irritated. So it's sending that message to your brain saying, hey, you got to go to the bathroom and it's got to be quick. Like it's got to happen now. Um, so just drinking your water. Like, trust me when I say that drinking your water, for me personally, drinking my water or I should say not drinking enough water was what caused my own personal incontinence. So I did a bladder diary and it was like, I don't think it was until like two or three in the afternoon that I finally had water because I had a cup of coffee and then I had another cup of coffee. (laughs) And then it always takes like forever to drink those cups of coffees when, when, especially with small children. Um, So that was my big thing was drinking water. And that that blows my mind because I hear it all the time. Oh, I just make sure that I don't drink anything before I go somewhere. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Please drink your water. So that would be the number one thing that I wish people knew just a little bit more. Love that. Love that. Um, So tell me what sparks you, what drives you each day, what fuels your fire each day to get out of bed and get going and being you. And especially in this time of COVID, I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, ah, ah. you know, our energy is low. You know, we just don't have that spark or that fuel, that drive just because everything's so heavy on us right now. But what keeps you going? Uh, connection. Like connecting with people and like, if you ask me non COVID times, I might have a different answer, Mm -hmm. but being able to connect with people and continuing to help them work towards their goals. Um, here I kept all of the class times the same just to make sure. And I mean, with everyone at home, I didn't know if those class times would work. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that I started offering replays is, Oh, you're at home. Who knows what's happening at your home? Maybe you can't come at nine 30 for a yoga class, but here's a replay. Um, but having the ability to keep people kind of in their regular schedule, I was surprised how many people don't use the replays, to be honest with you, because they're all coming live to classes. Um, and the aha moments that, um, the students and the clients have, because I do love to educate. I love to tell people why we're doing something, because if you told me to do something and I didn't get it, I didn't know why we were doing it. I'd be like, I'm not doing that. So I think for some people, it might be a little bit overkill as to my explanations of, okay, we're doing this to make sure that you can do this outside of here, or, you know, we're doing this to strengthen your core because, you know, your lower abdominals are connected to the front of your pelvic floor. So we're strengthening kind of both at the same time, like just having those moments to educate them, letting them know why, and then seeing on the video, because I encourage people, I say, you know, you don't have to share your video, but if you share your video, then I can offer you feedback as we're going, because I can still see you. Um, and you're essentially giving me permission to say, hey, 
I'll go back to Sally. I'm using Sally because I don't know any Sallys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sally, um, try adjusting your position to this. Try moving your knee towards your pinky toe and see if that feels a little bit better on your knees because I could see that she was having trouble with her knees. Um, and then kind of just seeing their faces and being like, oh, okay. Like you can see that moment where they're like, oh, okay. That's how I make this feel better. Um, or even those moments where they hang around after class and they go, you know what, when, when you talked about your core pelvic health class, I was like, oh, whatever. Like I've been peeing for like the last 20 years. These are like my 40 plus ladies. There's nothing that can help in them telling me that they went for a run the other day and didn't have to put a pad on. Like that is so super cool. Like that you've been living with this situation for years and years and years thinking that there's nothing you can do about it. And suddenly everything just clicks. And now you're able to do something that you love to do without thinking, Oh, do I have a pad on? Do I have a change of underwear in my purse? Um, being able to jump on your tra- on a trampoline with your kids. Like that's another one that I love doing because trampoline parks are huge. Yes. Well, they are when they're open, yeah. <laughs> um, but being able to do that with your kids and have fun and, and reconnect with play. Like that's always such um, like, I just love those moments. Like I really do. And I feel like now that people are home and having access to replays and having, you know, the videos they send them of their workouts, they're able to do it a little bit more and they're having those aha moments a little bit more quickly. So um, even though we're in COVID, I'm almost hearing more about those moments now than I was before, which is always super cool for me. That's amazing. I love that. And I think you really have some great connections and with your clients, because I've seen some of the feedback that you're getting in the testimonials and it's just absolutely amazing. Who inspires you? Who is your biggest inspiration in life? I'm going to start off by saying that this is not always my favorite question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough one because Um, so many people can be inspiring in so many different aspects in different ways in life, Mm -hmm. but who would you say, maybe even just like right now, who, who inspires you? So I'm going to take a slightly different twist on this and I'm going to say my kids and specifically my daughter. So I have two um, babies that I birthed and two bonus kids and it's three girls and a boy. And just having gone through not just pelvic health stuff, but a myriad of different health concerns that I really had to fight for, for answers. And I'm even going through stuff right now that I'm really having to fight and push and advocate for myself just to be taken seriously because so many aspects of women's health are kind of brushed under the rug. Oh, you're peeing? Do some more kegels. Oh, sex is painful? Drink some wine and relax. Like those aren't going to help anybody, right? There, especially when there are things out there that can help with all of those things and pelvic health really like aside, I'm going through all kinds of gut issues for myself. Personally, I was diagnosed with IBS 15 years ago after I had my kids and I was done nursing, the pain got so bad. There were days I couldn't get out of bed and I kept calling my doctor being like, something's wrong. Something's different. And just working with different people and hearing some very similar stories, I started questioning, is it endometriosis? Is it celiac disease? Like what is going on? At some point I developed arthritis in my hand. And then that kind of related to something somebody told me. And when I first asked for the celiac test, which I have to pay for out of pocket, I was told, you don't just get celiac disease. And finally, a year after that conversation, I went for the celiac test and guess who's celiac? So a lot of what I do and what I try to help educate people with 
is, and what a lot of the personal things that I put out there is with the hope that my kids don't have to deal with that one day. That if, you know, knock on wood, something happens with them, that they are going to get the answers much more quickly than we were able to. And that it's not going to take seven years to diagnose endometriosis. And it's not going to take asking the same questions again and again and again and again and hoping that somebody will eventually listen to you or having to go pay for a naturopath to finally get your doctor to start listening to you. Um, so although it's kind of a, a, a different aspect to the idea of inspiration, um, so much of having daughters specifically has changed the way I move through life. Um, when my firstborn was born, suddenly I was like, I got to be careful how I'm talking to myself uh, about my weight, my the way I look, all that, because she's listening. She's listening. And one day she'll be doing that stuff too. And I know that some people that I looked up to as a kid, those were the conversations they were having in front of me. And I'm sure a lot of those conversations that I have with myself are stemming from people that I really admired myself as a kid. So yeah, that's what I would say. My daughters who range in age from three to 14. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I'm in the same boat. I'm from 17 to three. So I've got that range as well too. I have three girls and a boy. So I'm right there with you on all of that. And I, I feel the same way as well too. They have definitely inspired me to think differently, to look differently, to look at myself differently, um, and being an advocate for my own health as well, too, for being somewhat, I'm also gluten and dairy free. So I totally understand that whole IBS thing. It's such a blanket statement for, for some people like us, it was just a blanket statement and a blanket diagnosis. So yeah, I totally, totally get that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so my next question kind of goes along with it, but podcasts are super huge right now. Which podcasts are you like obsessed with and that you listen to regularly or ones that you're like, I need to listen to more regularly. Cause I'm like that, but what podcasts are you loving right now? Um, so one of my favorite podcasts is the sick boy podcast. And I will preface this by saying like, I wouldn't necessarily listen when little ears are in the room because they're a little bit offside with some of the things they say, but I love, so this podcast really focuses on people who have certain illnesses and what it's like to actually live their lives every day. So it's not talking so much about the science of like, this is why you have this. And it's about what is it like to live with these things? And I cannot count the amount of times that I listened to the most recent podcast. And the next day somebody came in with that exact thing. And now I had a better idea of what they're going through and how I can approach their programming. Um, So that is my all-time favorite one. And it just, it gives you perspective, even outside of the fitness industry, like giving perspective on what people might be dealing with. And they just look like you or I, and you have no idea what they're going through. And I think, so I've been listening to the podcast for probably about three to four years now. They have tons of episodes. It's um, three guys from Halifax. So woo Canadians. <laughs> um, and it's made me a more compassionate person as well. Mm-hmm. So I and think there's this just, right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and I'm the same way as you, like as much knowledge and learning that I can absorb the better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you never know when it's going to, you know, pop Mm -hmm. up into your life and everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Can I say one more thing too? Yeah. yeah, Go right I do have, I have a, I have a book as well. So I'm going to pull this back to pelvic health. Um, The new book, I think it's called Your Pelvic Floor by Kim Bopney is so good. 
It is so good. And I, to be honest, I would say I look up to her if I would go, like, if we want to go more um, inspirational, because at some point, I think it was about a year and a half ago, I was in a copywriting course and I was talking about what I do. And I said, oh, I help people with incontinence. And a lot of the people in there were like, what? And I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, incontinence, like depends. And they're kind of like, what? And I was like, I help people who pee their pants. So all of my messaging, I barely say the word incontinence anymore. And she's approached it the same way where she tries to use everyday language. It's a really great book for somebody like the viewers to pick up because there's exercises in there. She breaks everything down in just very normal, plain language. And it's a great way to just start to reconnect with what is, you know, that we're chalking up as being normal in the pelvic floor and can be fixed um, with the right help versus, you know, what might be a little bit normal. And there's just so much incredible information in there. So that's a book recommendation. So a podcast and a book. There yeah. That's too funny. <laughs> you said that book because it, that book is in my bag and I'm actually giving that book away to, on the event. So that is my, oh, nice. my prize is that, <laughs> is that book. Cause I as well love Kim. Um, she's absolutely amazing. She makes, you know, talking about sex, talking about peeing your pants, talking about pelvic floor, public health, just a part of a daily discussion. And I think she's absolutely amazing. So if you guys don't follow the vagina coach, please check her out on Instagram, on Facebook. She's absolutely amazing. We love Kim. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much yeah. so. And, and, you know, normal, like talking about it and making it normal to talk about it, but not normalizing it. Like same thing, just explaining that there's different ways to like approach this. And there are things that you can do right here, right now that you can help start improving your own pelvic health. So and she's funny too, which makes it, <laughs> which makes it, you know, just that much better. Um, yeah. So self care is huge right now, and especially with the time of COVID that we're in, as we keep bringing it back up, because unfortunately that we're here still. Um, but you know, practicing self care, and even for ourselves, because we are busy and we are working and we're managing a household and we're trying to do everything all at once. How do you practice self care? What are your kind of go to? Um, self-care routines or self-care things that you practice? Well, I love like hot baths. <laughs> I am obsessed with hot baths and I know some people would find that disgusting. Um, but I love hot baths. I love closing the door, telling my husband, I am not available for half an hour, an hour, and I'm just going to lay here and I read a book. Sometimes I just lay there in silence because silence is golden. Um, so if you're not into baths, I also try to get in a daily meditation practice. So, and it doesn't have to be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, like just two minutes of sitting quietly laying down, if that's more comfortable and just focusing on your breath. Um, it's funny enough. I've been teaching yoga for over 10 years now, and I only really started developing a regular meditation practice for myself about a year ago when COVID started. Um, and it has really changed the way I show up in life. I find myself much more patient, especially with my children, because I can lose my patience real fast. <laughs> um, and just showing up, feeling like I've done something for myself, even if it was just two minutes. Um, and then even sometimes incorporating some gentle movement with it too, like laying on the floor and just laying on my back for a little bit feels so good, especially because we're go, go, go all the time. Um, so just some common, everything really comes down to stillness and silence. No matter what I said, it's finding those moments of stillness and silence, whatever it is for you. 
um, would be my recommendation. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think a lot of us need to, you know, think about those things that, you know, we can find those little moments of stillness and silence, even if it's for two minutes, sticking some earplugs in and closing the bathroom door and just being quiet, right? So important to get those, those moments just to recharge yourself and reconnect with yourself for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're winding down now, and I know that you have a giveaway for us. What Mm -hmm. do you want to share with our viewers? What were you going to do for a giveaway? So I'm going to be doing a draw for a $50 gift certificate. I was only going to say gift cards, but it is definitely (laughs) a certificate because I'm old school like that. Um, so yeah, so your name will go in a draw. Um, I don't know, probably towards the end of the summit, I'll, I'll give you a for sure date on, um, so probably maybe the Monday after the summit. So the 25th, maybe I'll do the draw in the morning. Um, and yeah, you can win yourself a prize of $50, which you can apply to personal training, small group yoga classes. Um, and yeah, just kickstart whatever goals you have in mind. Amazing. Yeah. And we can um, come back on Monday and you can do a live in the group to do the draw right here, or I can share it in the group as well too. So no problem. So how do we get in touch with you, Dominique? How do we find you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Best way to contact you if anyone has any more questions or wants to book a consultation or a session? How, how's the best way to reach you? So the best way is through my website, which is www.bodymindfitness.ca and emailing me as well, mail at bodymindfitness.ca. Because here's the thing, I am very active on Instagram, but I turned off my notifications. (laughs) So if you message me on there, it might take me several hours or days before I even see it in there. Um, but you can find me as well on Instagram at bodymindfitness.ca or on Facebook at bodymindfitnesscanada because somebody took the .ca. <laughs> so <laughs> any one of those places, I love to post tips on different ways to um, progress your own workouts at home as well as just providing a lot of education and information. That's my jam. Yeah, and humorous. I have to go check out your reels on Instagram because they are hilarious. I always get such a chuckle out of them, and I was whenever they pop up, and I have my notifications set turned on, so I see when your stuff comes up. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, you kill me! Yeah, so you guys all have to go and check out your Instagram. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that because I think I think I'm funny, but it's nice to hear that somebody else actually thinks I'm funny too. As our kids roll their eyes at us, right? Yeah, all the time, all the time. (laughs) Amazing. Dominique, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to post links to all of your stuff in the group as well, so everyone can go and check you out. We really appreciate you taking the time to come out and share your insight and share some of your personality and your humor with us as well, too. And um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me and uh, for allowing me to be part of this incredible event. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure.